Welcome to episode 9 of the Oki Show Show. I'm Brian Gilliland, your host. Welcome back. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I hope everybody had a great Christmas. I know I did. We went and spent time with the family, and there's a new baby in the family, and it's the first baby on, on Lainey's side, so everybody was freaking out and loving all over this baby and Googling and abooshi-booing and... Is it weird that the only thing that I could think of the entire time is I just really want to run up to this baby and just fart in his face? I don't know why. I'm not a monster. I think that was a thing that my uncle did to me, and I must do it to him when he is older. It's the passing of the torch, I guess. Anywho, so there's a lot of things going on this week. First of all, a couple notes from our Oklahoma film community folks. Shane Smith, who's actually on this episode, says, Save Ferris and Charles Walker says, say hello to all of our acting friends. So, hi, all of Charles's acting friends. How's it going? Oh, that's cool. Oh. Oh, that stinks. Oh, I'm sorry. Blew the audition again? You didn't wear pants. Well, you should wear pants next time. No, you should wear pants, not jeggings, pants. Okay, anyway. <clears throat> hey, if you want me to say something on the show, in the intro, you should, um... Go to the Oki Show Show's Facebook page and leave a comment or a question or anything, and I will probably say it on the air. Um, if you don't know what to do for New Year's Eve, <laughs> well, I can tell you. First of all, there's opening night. Obviously, you go downtown Oklahoma City, and there is just a crap ton of stuff to do. <clears throat> Throw a rock and you'll find something. And I think admission's only like, it's either 12, 10 or tw uh, 20 bucks. I'm not sure. It's, it's a little up there, but it's definitely worth it because there's just so much going on. There's also going to be a New Year's Eve party at Don Quixote's, which is right off of Portland Avenue, um, just south of 25th Street. And it's pretty cool. They've got a, it's a cool karaoke bar. Um, also, you remember our friend Kyle Reed? Kyle Reed and the Low Swinging Chariots are going to be playing at the shop at Skippy's from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. So you can ring in the new year after listening to some sweet, amazing tunes by Kyle Reed and the Low Swinging Chariots. Tucks and Chuck's New Year's Eve party is going to be at the Slaughter's Hall from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. It's only $10 to get in, and that gets you a tuxedo t-shirt, and it's going to get you, they're going to have a bunch of specials and giveaways leading up to the champagne and craft beer toast at midnight. Or you can go to the Paramount, and you can go to uh, what they're calling Paramount Presents New Year's Eve, a free show from 9.30 to 1 a.m. Trash TV and Warcopter will be gracing the stage, and there's going to be a beer and wine bar that's going to be available. And if you want some hard liquor, you can go downstairs to Noir Bistro and just party it up at the Paramount. I think that's what I'm going to be doing. I think I'm going to be there, because the Paramount is like my second home. So after New Year's Eve, we are ringing in 2016. Good riddance to 2015. F you and all the things that you brought. Ugh. But 2016 is going to be a lot better. I, I just know it. Knock on wood. Um, that's also going to be Whodunit Theater's 25th year, 2016. And if you don't know what Whodunit Theater is, basically, it's a mystery uh, dinner theater that you can go to. I think it's only $10 to get in, and you can have a nice dinner date with your wife or girlfriend or boyfriend or Tinder lover. And you can have this fun whodunit theater thing, and it's really fun and cool. Check out more about them at whodunit.net. That's W-H-O-D-U-N-I-T.net. Sunday, January 3rd, 
Paper Scissor is going to be playing their last show. Oh, so sad. It's going to be their last show, but they're playing it with the Notionaries and Neon Noah down from, uh, they're from Dallas. And that's going to be at 89th Street Collective, formerly known as the Conservatory. And that's going to be from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. That's it. That's everything that's going on. So guys, this is a really, to me, this is a really important episode because I'm talking with uh, three individuals who do the selections for Dead Center Film Festival. And we're talking about how to get your movie into a film festival, what to do, what not to do. And it was a lot of fun. So I hope you enjoy. Let's get this party started with episode nine of the Okie Show Show featuring Dead Center Film Festival. All right, everybody, welcome to the Okie Show Show. I am here with some fine guests from Dead Center Film Festival. We're going to go around the room starting with you and uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and what you do for Dead Center. Uh, my name is Sarah Thompson, and I am the shorts programmer at Dead Center. Awesome. Oh, it's just too simple. She's one of the <laughs> hearts and souls of Dead Center. Uh, and I'm Kim Haywood, and I'm the director of programming and, ed- and education for Dead Center. And I'm Shane Smith. I am the Okie Shorts programmer. And you're also a local director, too. Yes. Can you name some of the stuff that you've done? Oh, it escapes me at the moment, but I'm the only director that's won both the 24-hour and the 48-hour film festival. Hey, there you go. There you go. What shorts was those? Um, Nero's Millions was the 24-hour, and then Velvet Not Velveteen was the 48. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, that was such a great one. And you guys were like second place this year for 48, right? Yes, and we lost to you, as a matter of fact. (laughs) I want to see a fight later. (laughs) (laughs) You guys fight it out. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) What was the name of the short this year? Take Out. Take Out? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really, really good. Thank you. And because you won the video race, you were automatically playing Dead Center. So that is the one little nugget that we can give the listeners yeah we'll sneak that's, peek. that's like a bucket list thing so thanks <laughs> guys for having our short cool. film we're it, excited it was yeah good. no i'm too I, I normally i work dead center very hard we, we, we do the very video hard. coverage yeah and but this year i actually get to have an out at an all access pass is that right? If you get a short into Dead Center, you get yes. an all access pass. It's, it's a filmmaker pass, but it acts just like an all access pass, so it gets yeah. you into everything. And then we have like special brunches and events and things like that just for filmmakers. Distri- distributors, you get to meet with the distributors uh, because you're a filmmaker, an accepted filmmaker. So it'll be fun. Know that. Yeah, yeah. I keep learning things about like because I was not expecting to win anyway, but like we keep learning more things of what happens when you win the 48-hour film race. You're just one more win away from going to Cannes. Well, I don't know about that. I, that will not happen. I, I would be I would, shocked. I, I, would put, I, I was in Hollywood last year because our film won, and based on what I saw last year, I would say you've got a shot. Well, Ooh. knock on wood. That, that would be cool. I was just going to say something. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys, you got to go to Hollywood. Right. To the Chinese theater and all that. Right. See, this year it's in Georgia. And I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm fine with that. Film Blues is Georgia. That's fine. Atlanta's a wonderful industry. But I wanted to go to Hollywood. I wanted to go to the Chinese theater, man. That was going to be so cool. I've been Georgia's there. Georgia's fun. Yeah. yeah. Georgia's south. To- yeah, totally. No, I, uh, I've actually been to the Chinese theater before, but... Did you get to see your film play there? 
I no. no. Yeah, you're no, just being mean. Just checking. Just, just being mean. <laughs> What's a theater called day. in Atlanta? <laughs> it's called the Atlanta Theater. There you go. And you gotta talk about that yeah, when you're down the there. Yeah, Theater. Mm-hmm. It's not the Chinese theater. So, uh, for the layman listener who doesn't know what exactly Dead Center is, um, let's go around the room and each of you tell me something that's unique about Dead Center compared to other film festivals in Oklahoma or in the nation or in the world. Um, that's a hard question for me to answer because I've obviously had the most experience with Dead Center than any other festival that it is insanely personal to me. So to me, it's just the best festival and that's how it's different from all the other festivals. It's, it's just the best. It's just the best one. But, um, you know, I think that being with it, and I think Kim would probably agree for a long time, watching it grow, it's just been really cool to see something that so many people have put so much heart into and how it has actually become such a professional and established festival too. Yeah. And um, so I can't really speak to how it's different from other festivals in Oklahoma because I'm really not that familiar with the other ones. Sure. No, so no that's fine though. That's my answer. <laughs> Shane, you want to go next? <laughs> hands For those who can't see, he raised his hand like he was in class. Me next. I can me. tell you the difference between Dead Center for me as a filmmaker okay. is, is the fact that I don't get these constant bombardment of emails of it's up to you to market your film and put butts in the seat. Right. Okay. I mean, mm. the, the thing to me about it, and not that I don't do that. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I brought in probably 20 or 30 people last year for the second screen, mm-hmm. but, but to take that pressure off... Because it's if if you've ever gone to film festivals where they're not quite as organized or where they're not quite as well attended, it's it can be disheartening to go somewhere and you're the only people watching There's your no, film. Yeah, you're right, watching right. your own movie right. alone. Right, and crying. it's not it's not that way, Disney. I can remember sitting outside at twelve, and it was the last Sunday, and I think we were about to go see Troll Hunter. Uh-huh. Okay, mm-hmm. and we, so we were That's sitting outside there at, at Harkins. That was great. Yeah, <laughs> Good movie. we were sitting outside there at Harkins, and my my buddy, who's also my producer, Tony Kirksey, said, "You know, we should really enjoy this now." And I said, "What are you talking about?" And he said. We can take our all-access passes and walk up to any film we want two or three minutes before the film and get in and get a prime seat, and that's not going to last much longer. And you, my lady, can speak to that. Yeah, I know. It's true, because this past June was the first time ever that we sold out um, entire screenings with just passes. So the way the festival works is you have you can buy a pass, an all-access pass, and it gets you priority access to the film. So you get in line and you're let in first, and then they start selling any of the tickets left over for $10 to individual ticket buyers. Um, and we've always told people, hey, the best way if you're an individual $10 ticket buyer, just go to the second screening. It's usually on a Sunday. It's less mm-hmm. attended. But this year, we had entire screenings that two screenings of, of the same film sell out with just all access passes. So they're, they become a, which is great. You know, we thought that'd be like your 20 issues or something. It's not an issue. It's, it's actually great. It's a great problem to have, Mm but, um, but we definitely grown, but I think to speak to both what Alex, Alex, Sarah and Shane are talking about is, um, dead center, like a lot of festivals here in Oklahoma are run by filmmakers, which I think, is our number one we're run by filmmakers but also we are filmmakers who are traveling around to other festivals with our films right. and because of that we're, we're experiencing experiencing them we're figuring out okay what we like and what we don't like 
And as filmmakers, we've added different components like our distribution forum, um, like we talked about with you know your oh, film, which is like huge. yeah, distribution stuff is awesome. It's great. So we fly in five distributors from various platforms. Um, they we have a panel with them, but we also have these one-on-one speed dating sessions with all the um, accepted filmmakers. We do things like that. Awesome. We make sure oh, it's great, and they're awesome, awesome distributors, and they're, they're distributors that actually would be able to to purchase and distribute films there at our right. festival. And, and we've like had they that happen too. Care sometimes you, like these the guests that come out to film festivals are kind of like all right well i'm just here to oh it's a free trip oh yeah. sure it's a free trip for them yeah, it's Sunday care, whatever these which people is, actually care they do care and they and they're really interested in the films that these are regional festivals like ours are programming because they're the films that are not playing at some of these larger markets but they're still great films and have great voices and so they're um coming out for that and then we have other things like you know we have filmmaker specific events um like unlike other film festivals really around the country we're not sort of that velvet rope <laughs> mentality mm-hmm. so if you do have this pass you're getting into pretty much anything and so if there's a really awesome filmmakers there or celebrities they're at the same party drinking the same drinks and dancing the same music that you're dancing to yeah. so it's just sort of this really cool super <laughs> inclusive atmosphere which i do think is pretty unique um to from other festivals absolutely and the first step of getting that all-access pass, aside from just paying for it, is getting accepted into the film festival. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today, is the selection process that, that gets your film into a film festival. Really, we're talking in general for film festivals, but uh, I'm also interested from your unique perspective from Dead Center. So, so tell me about um, the selection process. How does that work? Well, um, so we obviously accept these submissions, and we were receiving anywhere between 1,000 and 1,200 submissions. And that's a mix of feature length, short, high school, basically anything. Um, Once a film is submitted to Dead Center, and, and Shane and Sarah both work very closely with this process, it's really important to us that we have at least four sets of eyeballs watch and rate each film. And I think that's also something that's pretty unique because there are some larger festivals and I know the people who program at those, they are the one person either recommending that film or not to this mm. larger group. And so it's really important that we have this balance, mm-hmm. you know, set of eyeballs. If you, yeah. you might have a horror film and someone's not really into that genre, and so they might give something a low rating, but the reality is that's just they their just opinion. Don't like that. Exactly. Yeah. And so we want to have this super well balanced um, look at the films. So these films are rated. Um, at least four times and then programmers will then go back and we have these meetings once a month (laughs) where we go and we start watching those films at rates highly and that's usually like a seven or above it's a a simple scale of one to ten Mm -hmm. so a seven and above we go back and we start watching and we start making our own short lists of like okay what are we liking thus far for Sarah and Shane? It's like, okay, what shorts program themes are emerging at this point Um, and then start putting that together and by March end of March, early April, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God willing, we have a pretty good idea of what's going to be programmed. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you only have, and I, I think that's one thing uh, young filmmakers may not know is that, or may not just think about, is that you, you're basically creating an event and it's just like TV programming. You only have so many slots and you've only got so many, so much time. You can't accept every great movie 
So you have to be extra selective. Exactly. And I think that's actually the hardest thing. When we do, we were talking about the the rejection letters we have to send out every year. <laughs> it, and it sucks. I mean, it's, it is. And it, it, it's, re, it's actually terrible. We dead. hate it. We really hate it because in reality, it's super true. There are more amazing films that are submitted to us than we simply have time for. And mm-hmm. all festivals right. are based around this template of time. Shorts programs are about 90 minutes a piece. You know, um, so we have to, we want to get as many voices in there as possible. Uh-huh. We only have room for 24 feature length films. That's both narrative and documentary. Right. And we receive hundreds of those submissions. And so it's just, it's figuring out what's best for our audience and also just how much time we have. Yeah. Right. Time is so huge in the short world. The length of your film I mean, right out of the gate says something. And that's not to say there's the perfect answer for it because I did put in a 40-minute movie a couple (laughs) years ago that I got in a lot of trouble for until everyone watched it. But um, it it really does, it it really makes such a big difference. That's one of the first things I look at is time because you can just fit in a lot more shorter films than Mm -hmm. longer ones. So anything at the 20-minute mark, it's just, it gets even tougher but that's just from a shorts perspective yeah well and 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 like give us a a nice clean definition of what a short film is something that is really honestly going to get accepted into any kind of film festival in terms of like length or what we're looking for yeah oh god because i get handed a lot of 40 page scripts for short films quote unquote no don't do that (laughs) you're you're in the twilight zone yeah i'm and tell me, and these are my shorts programmers, so you guys back me up here. I mean, five minutes or less is like golden. That's great. Ten minutes is great. Anything over fifteen or twenty minutes gets a little bit right more difficult to program. The, the, the way it was explained to me, because I had a tendency when I kind of got into it to make featurettes instead of short films, right. you know, and I kept not like getting 20, in. And, would be like oh, I had one that was, yeah, like 39, you know. Yeah. It's more like a TV show pilot. Right. <laughs> right. Well, it yeah. is, yeah. But, but the bottom line is what, what, what I finally came to understand was anything over 15 minutes, every minute better be worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which that, yeah. It, well, it, we, we could talk all day about like the value of just tearing out all the exposition from your, from your movie. You don't need that. You don't want that. Mm-hmm. Make it shorter. Yeah, even in a five-minute film, I'd say in a short, I think it's very important for every every minute to count. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the shorter it is, the even the better chance. And, and <laughs> what can happen sometimes is that you make make a great film about having an Alzheimer's parent, but somebody else made a greater one. Ooh. Yeah. That happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. Double yeah. themes, double themes. Yeah. It happens every year. There's like two or three movies that have the oh, same theme. Yeah. Do you remember that one year we had um, like th- literally three films about death? Playing chess. Playing chess. chess. Yeah, playing chess. Yeah. Playing chess. Mm-hmm. The Grim Naughty Reaper was Grim playing Reaper. someone for their life. Three different films. That for was soul. Yeah. the, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So that kind of like make your film as unique as possible. Which so death film do we want to yeah. play this year? What's, yeah. right. what's the one t- subject matter that gets covered the most? Ooh. Do you have a lot of waking up from a dream and it was all just a dream movies? <laughs> no. I don't remember a lot <laughs> of I those. haven't seen too many of those. No. That's surprising. You know, no. for a while there, and we haven't had one in a while, we had a lot of mockumentaries. Oh, for like for like, kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it was it. Maybe it was just television and just media at that time yeah. had that style but we had a lot of those 
Uh, I can't think of anything that sticks out. Every, but you're right. Every year, like one year, we had three films about specifically documentaries about basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it's weird. It's like everyone gets on the same vibe across yeah. the country. It, and yeah. Great minds think alike. Yeah. yeah. But it is a good thing to point out that make sure your idea is unique. Like mm-hmm. maybe if it's your first film, let's not do the mobster movie, even though you're a big fan of Martin Scorsese, you know, right. like try and think like what's unique because, uh, our other programmer, Kevin Ely put it perfectly shorts film, uh, audiences are super adventurous. So yeah. they don't want to just go see the standard basic movie lines that they've seen over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah. Um, Shane, so you do, you are involved directly in, in part of the selection process, and you showed me a little thing on your phone just a second ago of, of the ranking, uh, the scoring card, basically. It's the form we use. Yeah. Right. So can you, can you describe that to our audience? Pull the curtain sure. back, Mr. Wizard, sure. and show us Certainly. how it's done. Certainly. We <laughs> score one to ten on a number of different categories. Uh, originality, creativity, direction, writing, cinematography performances, production value, pacing, structure, sound, and music. And then that gives us an average, and then everybody puts in comments at the bottom of, here's why I really like this film, or here's why this film didn't work for me, this is why this might be a good fit for Dead Center, or I've seen films that I love, it's like, I'm not sure, I love this film, but I'm not sure it's a Dead Center film. Right. Yeah. And I think it's important to talk about too, and the, these hundred people that are actually in the, watching these films for like six or seven months, these are people who have attended our festival. Like these are dead center attendees. This is, these are not all filmmakers, you know, they don't have, you know, a master's in film studies or whatever. These are people who come to our festival, enjoy specifically independent film. Like that's our big thing. You have to know and understand an independent film. Um, and they and they see films at a festival. And our one, number one question for them in terms of if they're recommending a film to us or not is, can you imagine watching this film again in a dark theater with 250 people? And if the answer is, eh, I don't think so, then it's a no, you know? Right. So it's, yeah. they, they've been to the festival, they've sat through films they might not love, they sat through films that they do love, and they want to find other gems like that through our yeah. process. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're, you're creating an entertainment event. Like, you want to entertain your audience. Yeah. Can, entertain yeah, and lighten move, and move, move them, them yeah. scare them, make them feel sad, happy. I think Kim had a good definition of it. When we went through the uh, orientation process for the screeners, what she said was, the moment you finish the film, did you want to run and tell somebody? Yeah, about do you want to yeah. scream from a rooftop? Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah, you have to watch so this cool. film. Yeah. Yeah, you got to come we've see all, this. Yeah, we've yeah. all seen those movies. Yeah. Like I saw Creed a couple nights ago, oh, and it's, it's so good. I seen it yet. It's I so must. good, and I just want to talk to people about it, and no yeah. one else has seen it. Jerks. I want to know what happens to Scott Stapp. <laughs> mm. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I've got so many jokes. Terrible so joke. many Creed jokes. That's funny. Yeah, you're funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ha, jokes. <laughs> so, um, what are some things that would be uh, that would? Wh- what are the most common things that keep a film from being accepted? From from scoring high on that scorecard. Ooh, sound. Bad sound. Yes. Yes. Thank yes. you. She said it. I didn't even. I didn't yeah, even prompt it. The, the, you know, there's sound guys so. <laughs> with, with, with the ad the advancements of technology there's just no excuse for a film not to look good and sound good anymore sure. and you know and people will overlook audio and say okay that's artistic but you, they won't yeah. overlook bad sound they'll walk mm-hmm. out over bad sound way faster than they'll walk out over yeah. a bad video and i finally figured it out because i've been trying people have been asking me that 
of like why sound is so important. And I finally figured out an answer. And it's because it's on the subconscious. Like the picture is visual, so it's a conscious, you're, you're aware of it. But the sound, you, don't, you can't see sound. Right. Like you're mm-hmm. not aware of the, of the air conditioning being on. You're not aware of the cop car driving down the street, you know, or the bum yelling down the street or something like that, unless it's front and center. It's, yeah. it's a subconscious thing, and your subconscious is the foundation of your experience. Well, and also nothing, almost nothing throws you out of that willing suspension of disbelief other than like not being able to hear what a character says. Mm. Right, or or right. like the plane flies over and they cut to a different angle and you don't hear the airplane again. You know, right. that stuff just totally throws you out of it. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have a rye coat over their mic outside. And so all you're yeah. getting is... <laughs> Yeah. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the trusty dead cat. We love yeah. that. Yes. Yeah, and with the visual stuff, I mean, we're look at we're used to looking at old pictures, artistic pictures. Like we can accept that something's going to look different or might not look amazing and still follow the story. But with yeah. the sound, it's like I think you're right. It's it totally breaks that suspension it breaks it, of yeah. disbelief yeah. As, completely. As a reviewer, I can tell you that one of one of mine that'll that'll kick you out right off the bat is the it's what i call the why should i care mm. okay you didn't give me a rooting interest for or against somebody you just jumped right into the middle of this story right without emotionally bonding me for or against somebody and so and so many times in short films people get in such a rush to get to act two mm-hmm. right that they bypass that yeah and, and if that, i don't have a rooting interest way by too act, long to get to the point yeah you're bored to tears right. from the beginning but that's a good point, though, because we talked about how, you know, short films need to be really short, but at the same time, they also have to be fully developed, you know. The story is oh, the first thing, so yeah. that's always really important. And, and speaking of story, I think the one thing that always kicks me out is you can always tell when a filmmaker is telling a story about something that they know nothing about. Uh, right. Like the mobsters. Like the oh, high school yeah. kids yeah. who are living in a gun and gang and drug culture and they mm. live in the burbs. It's like, kid, yeah. come on. Like, they're just, you yeah. know, trying to be a Tarantino. But yeah, just telling, like, tell a story about what you know. It doesn't have to be super deep sure. or like your your soul doesn't have to bleed on camera. But, you know, just tell something that you're familiar with and that you're invested mm-hmm. you know that you're invested and you want to tell people about so because it's really clear when you're when you're not when you're just telling right. a story that you think that people want to see yeah. that you have no passion behind do you have any examples nothing I'm going to talk about no <laughs> <laughs> um, okay well on one that million, note, high school film one is my million. one example and I will not right. name names right well, you know, we don't want to hear names or anything but I do want to know as the gatekeepers to the festival you 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 get to tell you get to give them the thumbs up or the thumbs down and when you give them the thumbs down mm-hmm. what are some things that have happened okay. for people the reason I bring this up is I want people to know what not to do I'll start so what not to do, <laughs> what not to do is send a super crappy email response to it um, it's okay I mean I, I've we've all Everyone in this room right now are filmmakers who've submitted to festivals and we've been rejected. It happens. It sucks. It's heartbreaking, especially, like I said, when you put your heart and soul behind something. It just, it's awful. But the worst thing that you can do, and this is across the board and whenever we talk to our other programming friends, don't send a crappy email about why they were wrong, 
um, about why they should re- reconsider about, and just, and like, I mean, I, we've had the most hateful email correspondence sent to us mm-hmm. ever. I even had one filmmakers past year ugh, that a week before the festival kept emailing me, emailing me, emailing. And a week before the festival was like, are you sure you don't want to play my film? I'm like, oh, no. I'm pretty sure, buddy. Oh, it's one week out. We're programmed. Right. J- just could not get into his head that, and, and it wasn't a bad film. It's just, it. we have to think about our audience. Oklahoma City is sure. a very specific audience. What works here doesn't work in Austin or New yeah. York or wherever else. Our audience would not get behind this film. And so we think about that. And yeah, so don't do that. <laughs> Please. It's nothing personal. It's if, not. If no. you don't get your film in it's, it's just it's, it's an it's a math game it's a numbers yeah, game you know it's we programming it's, it's programming yeah so yeah. we screen up we, we show about a hundred films oh, and we receive 1200 so you have about a one in 12 chance of making it someone was talking about sundance recently they got thirteen thousand or something like that of short film submissions they only screened 72 or 78 of thirteen thousand. so like Seriously. it's like well no point... wonder it's always exactly and then sundance it seems like it's become it's really not sundance anymore it's all a bunch of like full-on stars a-list movie kind actors. of but it's just there's so many people like that is that is it in the u.s like that mm-hmm. is the festival yeah. there's mm-hmm. so many people that just want that one one of those 78 slots to be able to play if you're short i want I think that, that laurel you want that laurel yeah, yeah you want that and it's just it's a numbers and math game and so like we said earlier it doesn't have anything to do about with if your film was good or not it's yeah. just was there a film of the same theme? Um, was there enough time to play it? Was there something that just resonated with our audiences more than yours? Uh-huh. It's not personal. Sure. Did it, did it, yeah. And was there another film similar? Was there, there wasn't a program that it just, for some reason, it just didn't work in any of the programs? It's, there's so many reasons. And I actually, this past year was the first year in 2015 that I actually sent Kim a little paragraph apology that I wanted her to put in all the short films that got rejected because I did feel so bad about it because there were so many good films you know and it's just it's it's picking from thousands and whittling it down to 82 that's what happens it sucks to tell people they have great films they can't get in I mean that's a really hard week for all of us I think we send out the email because you're so bummed you just want to have as many people as possible and I Mm -hmm. kind of I'm imagining that it is kind of like telling them that their baby's dead kind of yeah because they've been laboring over the thing for god knows how long and they've put it they spent so much money making it and all that yeah and this not to harp on this but here's (laughs) another thing about making a long (laughs) show Listen up, folks. Is that if you make a 30-minute short, that means that's three 10-minute movies I can't put in or six five-minute movies I can't put in. Which means you're raining on other people's parades. Right. Amen. So... You're Don't selfish. make long shorts. You're selfish for making that 30-minute short. <laughs> and if I could add one more thing to Kim's point about not sending the emails... Stay off of Facebook and Twitter when you're oh, mad. Oh, don't vent on Facebook and uh, on social media. Mm-hmm. Just social media in general. Like if you have a problem, stay off of social media. I think in in 13 years, I've only had one filmmaker actually call me, and I totally was cool with that. It's like I'll mm-hmm. I'll tell you about it, but otherwise, they yeah, it's an email and or social media or just something behind a wall of a computer. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you have? I feel like Alex told me this year that. Someone in 2014 submitted, didn't get in, wrote a hateful email, resubmitted the same film in 2015 and didn't get in and wrote a hateful email. Is that real? That's probably real. Yeah. Yeah. That that happens a lot. And another mistake is 
I'll remember your names. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I don't you think for one second that I don't know your name. And if yeah. I see that submission, your name, and that doesn't mean like we've had, we've had filmmakers that have sent us really hateful things via email or social media and we've accepted their films mm-hmm. and we play the films and, and they've gone on to do great things. So it doesn't mean that we're not going to take a look They're at it. They're not blacklisted. If they They're not blacklisted, that. but yeah. I will tell you, and it's like it's like Lance McDaniel says, when you work on a film set with people and you, you crew up your film, right? You want to work with really awesome people. Mm-hmm. You want the coolest people possible to work with you. Same for a festival. We want really awesome filmmakers who are gracious and kind and thoughtful and will promote their films and work with us. You know, and we be want that some... way to the audiences that they're going to yeah. be Yeah, you know, you know, you don't want to, you know, be an ass and that, you know, yeah, we don't want to work with those people. So that's one thing about about Dead Center that I feel is unique. Going back to the first question of the night, um, is that it just feels so. It's got such a family feel to it because when you know, like I I work in the industry with all these people, and it's like the mecca of filmmakers. Like everybody who works in the industry, everyone's there. Yeah, and everyone loves each other because we've been in the you know in the pits together all the time and like you know we've just done all this stuff and it's just so cool to see all these parties and all this you know really fun crazy stuff happening well and and you know celebrate the awesomeness of each other's movies mm -hmm. it's just so cool well and dead center was actually founded by justin jason floyd they were filmmakers and their their goal was to unite the film community because people were here in oklahoma city and the rest of oklahoma making films but no one talked to each other no one worked with one another and so dead center was literally founded to unite the oklahoma film community and we're not born out of frustration kind of yeah (laughs) and and we're not an oklahoma specific film festival we're an international film festival but we still we still love our oki filmmakers and Mm -hmm. and now that we have this national stage because we are really recognized as a top regional festival any of these oki films that we can put on this national stage like we're happy to do it like we want this to be known as a filmmaking hub <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. to, you know people to get more work out of this i mean that's that's why we're here man we're here to yeah. service the filmmakers oh it's been i mean i can say as just <laughs> as a wine, less wine less wine <laughs> just as a boom operator sound guy like i can say i uh i mean i have gotten a ton of work from just being at dead center and just you know hanging out with some of the people that were there like there was one of the icons that uh he got his icon award and we were filming him uh, me and patrick were filming and i was running boom while he was getting his icon award and then i was sit- standing in the lobby later on and then he walked up to me i didn't recognize him even though we were just filming him and he was like do you have i was actually this is weird i was paying for concession and i had my credit card in my hand and he walked up and he was like do you have a card and for some reason, I just had the association. I was like, card. are you asking for my credit card? Is it that easy? <laughs> Ryan, can I have your card? Yeah, I was like, oh, sure, here you go. Just take it. Steal my identity. Here's my social security card, too. <laughs> Blood type. But uh, yeah, like he totally hit me up for work, like right after that. Who was it? Um, I can't remember because he never called me. Ah, uh, dang. It's okay. It's <laughs> Probably because okay. of the awkwardness of, no, I'm not giving you my credit card. He has your card. That's but, okay. uh, I just that's thought what that he was, really wanted. That's an example of, you know, something that can happen of, you know, you run into all these people that can that can potentially get you work. That if you're right. trying to get work in the industry, mm-hmm. and if you're trying to get plugged into the industry, like if I see someone at Dead Center that I know is not working, I will grab you by the arm and start introducing you to people. Right. Well, and there's such a need for it. Like, I mean, there's uh, there are multiple projects crewed up right now or have been. And like, it's at capacity. Like everyone's begging other people to work on these projects yeah. because it, there's just... 
there's a, thankfully right now there's a lot happening and we just need to make sure that momentum continues. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we need more workers because we had the situation yeah. this year with Gosnell and Great Plains shooting exactly. at the same time that we were at absolute critical mass. Like we yeah. were bringing in people from out of state because we didn't have the crew members to, to fill the slots. Right. And that, you know, I, I think that we can keep it completely local. Yeah, I think you so know, too. Give it a couple of years. Come to Dead Center, meet some people. <laughs> Listen to this podcast, share this podcast. <laughs> Learn things and, you know, you could be Steven Spielberg. You could be. You could be. Hey, man. Not Steven... because of this podcast, but definitely because of Dead Center. Yeah, well, hey, we the next Steven Spielberg or Richard Linkletter could be living in Waynoka. We don't know. You know, it could be yeah, living in some small sure. town. For and sure. that's what we do with our education program. Can I give that a plug? Yes. Awesome. So... People think of Dead Center as a festival, and we are with this awesome, amazing, super fun film festival. Shane. Jeez, Shane. Oh, drop, drop my phone. Hold the phone. <laughs> Literally. Literally, hold your phone. <laughs> but what we do the rest of the year, um, Lance McDaniel and I travel around the state and go to small towns, high schools, and some colleges and do filmmaking seminars and workshops. And our goal of that is because we do believe that there is a Spielberg in some small town, but I also, having grown up, I understand the idea that if you can't see it, you can't be it. Yeah. So if you don't realize that the opportunity to work in film and vary all these various capacities is possible, then you're not going to to try to do that. And so yeah. we talk about, hey, do you want to be a writer? Awesome. Well, here's what you can do. Or, a, mm-hmm. hey, you might be a great producer. And then talk about all the educational opportunities, specifically in Oklahoma, because we want to do that very thing, yeah. is create a better, uh, a, a, not a better, a, a larger crew base, so mm-hmm. that if we do have three or four productions happening at once, we have the crew to take care of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I want the listeners to know that, I mean, like, if you're going to try to get a job in the film industry, this is the place to do it, because it's still a relatively young industry, and I've seen people go from PAs to production coordinators to producers within three years. Yeah. That does not happen no. mm-hmm. most places. Yeah. We are in a very, very unique hub of creativity and it's and it's growing every single year. It's really, really cool to see. It's growing, mm-hmm. but it's not always gonna be that way either. Like yeah. I mean, it's sort of like a a moving train and it's gonna keep picking up speed and if you're not on that train now you yeah, might never be able to eventually it's gonna jump grow on. to a point that it'll be a lot more difficult yeah so for sure mm-hmm. jump on it on the, on the ground jump level on the train right <laughs> yeah right now you can still walk up with your all access pass <laughs> that's yeah, right yeah. Yeah. You maybe <laughs> maybe so um last question is what advice do you guys have you know I feel like the first step in a successful filmmaking career as a director or a producer or an actor or a writer, um, you know, those four key positions is film festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice do you have for people who are aspiring to be uber successful in the film world? I think, well, I think as, as a young filmmaker, you need to submit to festivals because I, I think a mistake that a lot of young filmmakers make is that they make these movies and they get... Um, feedback from family and from friends and the reality is your family and your friends are going to lie to you about whether or not they love your movie or not they just are oh, absolutely and well, film, your mom's gonna love it you mean your so. mom's gonna love it <laughs> honey this is amazing your mom's gonna love it and then make you a nice pallet in the basement where you'll be living for the next 15 <laughs> right. years um but, no and, and, and i think people think that you know once you take a film to a film festival that you're 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 it's over like your road is over and really you if you use a festival as a place to continue to get feedback and to mm-hmm. sort of polish your film. I think it's really a great experience. So 
absolutely submit to festivals, but also be strategic mm-hmm. about what festivals you submit to. Is it sure. you know a certain area that you want to play? Do you have a certain genre of film that you want to? There are festivals with all you know that mm-hmm. um, handle all different types of genres. Um, just be specific because they can also be very expensive if you're submitting to like 200 festivals. That's that's a lot yeah. of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, In, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say also that networking that you were talking about and how you you know, all the people that are working in films and going to dead center and they're all there. It's like a Mecca. It's like cool for filmmakers to come into town or go to festivals around the country Mm -hmm. and meet other, you know, filmmakers. That's a really positive experience. I think for just building connections. But my advice would just be like, be unique and just follow your gut and be receptive to feedback. <laughs> right. Whether you it know? be positive or negative. Right. More right. importantly, the negative. Right. Right. I mean, were you going to say something? Kim? No, no. Just, just either way. Yeah. Just you have to be sort of malleable as a filmmaker and mm-hmm. and, and honest with yourself and willing to, to make changes. And even mm-hmm. if those are not the changes or, you know, continue on the same path. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. With any art, you know, it's like if you want to grow... You're going to have to listen to what people are telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Come in with realistic expectations. You know, every, I would, I would highly recommend, and it doesn't, and we are in the film, official rejection. Oh, we are. They have good things to say about us, but I think it's a realistic look. Oh, that's a great movie. At the film festival process from the side of a filmmaker. And what I would say is that Dead Center falls into the integrity side of being a film festival but you need to come into it with realistic expectations of what you're going to get out of it because i I think the point they made was everybody thinks they're going to come into this and everybody's going to love their film Mm -hmm. and it's going to they're going to get hit with a budget to go turn it into a feature you know and then they're going to be up on the oscar stage and that's just not very realistic you know you need to make art because you love making art Mm -hmm. okay and if you get recognized as a result of it good for you yeah Mm -hmm. but keep making art because it's good for your soul yeah and you'll only get better that's right that's right true Mm -hmm. that is very true And I feel like sometimes failure is more important than success. Sometimes. Yeah. There's no such thing as failure, Brian. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I can't remember what it is. I'm trying to think it's impossible. What is so it? Uh, fuzzy, there's, Kim. <laughs> there's no such thing as failure. There there's are only, only learning, learning opportunities. opportunities. That's yeah. it. Yes. There's some, I feel like there's some truth to that, though. There, it's very I true. Mean, it's how you deal with failure. Because if yeah, you fail totally. one time and then you never... Yeah, you have to get over the whole ego thing, too, of like making it... It has to be about a passion for what you're doing not like who you see yourself as being right does that make yeah. sense well you guys want to play some games yes 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 awesome i'm excited to see how this goes so we're gonna do a little warm-up game okay so this first warm-up what we're gonna do is we're gonna go around the three of you and uh, this is uh this is a silly silly game <coughs> and all you have to do is you have to name five things and we're gonna go around each of us but as you're naming the five things Kim and I are going to be tapping your shoulders. Wait, do, I can name any five things? Yeah, well, no, no, no. You're, you're, you are going to Am I literally be... tapping her shoulder? <laughs> literally tapping her shoulder. It's distraction. A, it's distraction. Okay. Wait, what if she doesn't want to be touched? Have you asked her if she wants to be touched? She might not want to be touched. Then we don't necessarily... We can do the whole... <laughs> I'm, I'm not touching you. I'm no, not I'm touching, touching you. You're going to be naming five Oklahoma Film Festivals and go. 
the Bison Bison, Dead Center, Bare Bones, Tulsa, and there's a 48-hour film race. Does that count? Kind of. That works. That works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now Shane and Sarah is going to be tapping Kim's shoulders. So you're going to be naming five Oklahoma icons from Dead Center. Oh, great. Go. West Duty, James Marsden, um, Tim Blake Nelson, the Tappy's kind of bothering me. How many is that? Three? Is that three? Um, Bob Burney and Fokka Jensen. Thank yes. you. Woo. All right. And they're all from Oklahoma. Ray Fredrickson. Explain what Oklahoma icons are. Mm, so Oklahoma icons, uh, we have two or three every year. They are human beings who work in the film industry. <laughs> you don't <laughs> have any animals. No animals no thus far. Wrench and Tin is dead, yes. Uh. Um, but th- they're working in various capacities in the film industry. So Bob Burney is producer, James Mars is obviously an actor, um, West Studio. So we just like to get these different people. Um, oh my gosh, I just lost his name. Uh, makeup artist Ma- Ma- Matthew Mungle um, is an Academy Award-winning makeup artist for Dracula. So giving this award to people who are doing outstanding work in cinema across the globe. Awesome. And are from Oklahoma. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, Shane, I think you got the toughest, oh, okay. toughest, toughest Shane. Uh, category. Oh and that's going to be naming five winners of best Oklahoma film. Oh, I have no idea. You're going to tap all Rounder. night long. <laughs> Uh, Rounder can comes to town. Him, can you guys help him out? I know Rounder, Rounder comes, to comes to town is him. one. Rounder, right. yes. Post-human. Post-human project. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, Yvette. So. What? I, I, yeah. Rainbow around the sun. Rainbow Rainbow around the sun? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. three. Was that three? That's three. Oh, three. oh. The, Was the Mary the Fallon versus so-and-so one? Food? Mary Fallon, the all-girl. Course of food. Course of food. Course of food. Yeah, that was last year. That was just played on PBS. And One more. Was was the one with Mary Fallon and Jerry what's her Eskins running? Was that a best Oklahoma film? Did it win best Oakie shorts? How many did we get? So we got. Four. We got I got four. four. We only need one more. I got four. Oh, the uh, didn't fa- Brad Beasley's film win? Which one? The Sweethearts at the Prison Rodeo. Here's the thing. <laughs> the mystery. Can, can, can we? Open into, can we we'll cut this segment? Yeah, what's you, another winner of Oklahoma best? Oklahoma only film? two of the you attendees participated we... in the game tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You would think that we would know the name of every film that ever played. Every really is no, like it. It is. It, we get tired, I guess. I don't know. You asked me yeah. earlier for the names of my films, and, and I couldn't remember them. Festival week. <laughs> That's all right. Oh, anything That's, happens festival week. It's like yeah. That's yeah. true because you, you guys people, are all like a, just like running. Yeah, I feel like you are just floating along like through life, freely, just through life. The last day. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're going to play another game. So this game is called Party Quirks, and the way that this works is that Shane is hosting a dead center party, and his guests have personality quirks that he is completely unaware of. So Shane, yes. get out of here. Leave, Shane. Leave. leave. Make like a tree and leaf. Out of here. He's leaving. He's How long do I stay gone? We'll call you back. Well, yeah, you'll know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all leave and lock the door. <laughs> you guys. guys. Okay, so I am going to be playing uh, Dr. Farnsworth of Futurama, who is visiting from the future. Kim, you are going to be Kim Kardashian. Oh, fantastic. Because yes. I'm not into pop culture, so I'll be lost. But go on. <laughs> Basically just... Dumb, self-involved person. Great. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, so me. Got it. What? No, that's not true. I know. Okay, and uh, I left this last one open. What should we have Sarah do? Ooh, okay. So this is a personality type that we'd have at the festival. You could be... uh, You could be a party crasher, because we get those. 
Ooh, I could be the one that like doesn't want to go see any of the screenings. I just want to go to all the parties. Yes, because right. those people exist. Okay, so yeah. Sarah is going to be playing uh, a dead sender attendee who doesn't want to see any of the screenings. She just wants to go to all the parties. Yeah, I don't even know what the movies are. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. So uh, we're going to be entering the room one at a time, starting with me and going around to Kim. Okay. And okay. Shane has to guess who we are. Okay. I'm going to go get Shane. Okay. Shane's uh, putting on a dead center party in three, two, one. Okay, I think I've got the hors d'oeuvres out. I'm, I'm pretty much ready for everybody to get here. Do we have the Stella? Stella. Uh, yeah. Come in. Oh my goodness, this is so fantastic. So good to be here. <laughs> I see that Welcome. you've brought the hors d'oeuvres. Heavy hors d'oeuvres. Heavy hors d'oeuvres. Uh, help yourself. Can I get you something to drink? Oh, you know, I'm actually, I'm totally good. I only eat food with no water. No water. In the future, we don't have any water. We simply extract it from all the objects that we eat. Are you a time traveler? That's neither here nor there. Oh, look, the bathroom. (laughs) It's a lovely bathroom. (laughs) Old Fry would love this bathroom. Old Fry? Bender might love this one, too. Oh, my God. I'm sure that he could drink a beer or two. I know the show, but... Oh, I'm, I'm going to go look out the window now. I think there's someone else at the door. The next guest. Is. Next guest. Come in. Oh, hey, hi, hi. I thought that movie was never going to end. Do you have any Stella? I heard Megan Mullally was here. What's up? She's right around the corner. Let oh, me get you a Stella. Okay. Yes. Oh, good, good. They didn't have any Stella at the Harkins, and I thought that stupid documentary was so <laughs> boring. <laughs> Okay, come on in. All right, cool. Thanks. Can hey. I get you something to drink? Uh, yeah, just that Stella, please. Okay, no heavy hors d'oeuvres. No, they didn't have any. Heavy hors d'oeuvres are amazing. <laughs> they didn't have any Stella at Harkins. What are you? What time does Fuzzies do their happy hour tomorrow? I think it's at about four o'clock. Oh, good, good. I'll probably come to the festival about four o'clock. Go to Fuzzies and maybe go over to the party at the film commission and then maybe better make it to the late night party cool awesome. Sarah, did you see the one movie called electric nostalgia Ugh, my boyfriend tried to get me to go it was so boring <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> come in <laughs> what's your name my name's shane what's your name you hold my purse that's an interesting name is that you need a drink are there drinks here I think I need to introduce you to the other person that just came in. You seem a lot alike. Are you not the valet? No. Mm. Oh my God, Kim Kardashian is here. (laughs) (laughs) Was I that convincing? (laughs) My goodness, Madam Kardashian. I can't believe the Queen of England eventually made it here. I'm from the future. Are you a butler or... <laughs> I don't know the Am characters I, on Futurama. I'm wearing a lab coat for, the, for the love of crime and he... Would you hold my kids? I can't see them. Has anyone seen Kanye? Is Kanye here? <laughs> I don't I'm know sorry. what Kim Kardashian sounds like. I don't I watch her stuff. I think you got it. Okay, okay great. I was just trying to be needy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Okay, okay so. here were you. She was I, on uh, here. Uh, she was what? I was... Uh, 
person that goes to dead center but only wants to go to the parties none of the oh, movies oh see i I'm, i i got off base because when you went futurama i was thinking okay <laughs> these are all television right. characters i think that's where it confused you yeah. and yeah. so i was like okay who whines all the time kim, kim kardashian can be called a television character i know i know heavy sigh i know oh kim kardashian a rich oh pop television away what's next so the next game that we're going to play uh, the next game. Oh, okay. So this is okay. a game I've been wanting to play this for the longest time, but I've been kind of trying to figure out like how can we do this with an audio podcast. But then I realized this might be actually perfect for an audio podcast. Let's do it. This is a game called Sound Effects, and for anybody that's watched Whose Lines in any way, you're familiar oh. with this show. Uh, the way that this works is that Kim, you're going to be playing Laura Croft Tomb Raider, <laughs> and I am your bratty hipster stowaway. Together, we are going to be trying to find the lost tomb of ancient Aztec ruler Donald E. Coe Trump. (laughs) Sarah and Shane are going to be providing the sound effects to the scene. I hope that the podcast world is ready for this brilliance. Oh, oh snap. I don't think I am. Oh, snap. Okay. Okay. Sarah, you're going to have to ring the bell going way over here. Okay. All right, so this is sound effects in three, two, one. All right. Oh, Dark in here. Oh, that's a win. It's boring. Why don't you help me? Move that thing. What am I? Your, am I your butler? Yeah, you are. Okay, I'm gonna move the thing. Put some brawn behind it. Come on. Alright. <laughs> Love that he's literally making sound effects. <laughs> Is that the best you can do, little brother? <laughs> hey, look. I wasn't asking you to take me to Central America. Shut I was up. just. Ah, ah. There it is. <laughs> I fell asleep on the plane, and I didn't think that I was gonna wake up in an Aztec tomb. Oh, Thanks, Laura. You're worthless. God. I just want to get back to the coffee shop so I can make my lattes. <laughs> <laughs> like this. Like that. How do you make a latte? <laughs> Who knew there was a coffee shop in an Aztec temple? <laughs> hey, what's over there? It is a tribe of pygmy soldiers. Pygmy because soldiers. that exists in the world. And they're chasing us. Oh, wait. There's Where's a hidden door right here. A <laughs> <laughs> There's, a hidden... There's a lot of them. There's a hidden door. Let's go through this door. Open the door. We're spilling wine. (laughs) Let's go through the door again because I didn't hear it. Neither did I. God. Okay. What's in here? Whoa. whoa, Okay. Something shining over there. Is that? I don't know. Is that the statue that you're looking for? I think so. Go dig it out. I just want you to know that I haven't heard of this, which means it probably doesn't exist. Because I'm a hipster, and I have heard of everything that you have. Yeah, heard shut of. up, hipster. Okay, anyway. dig it out. <laughs> right, give it to me. I got it. I'm gonna throw it to you. Okay. For no reason other than to just throw it to you. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> oh, I dropped it. Oh no, that's setting off arrows. There's arrows. Shoot arrows. Oh God. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do a somersault and get out of the way. <laughs> We've evaded. We've evaded. (laughs) Quick, grab the statue. Oh, okay, I've got it. Oh, there it is. Oh no! What's that? I think that's a ball rolling towards us. 
Run! Go! We gotta dive out of the way! <laughs> I don't know the sound effect from slow motion. Dive out of the way sound look like or sound like. That was um, that was something. That buddy. was definitely something. That was special. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for playing along. This well, has been really fun. You're welcome. It's it's been nice getting to hang out and uh, peruse Aztec temples with you. All right. Uh, so before we completely finish all this up, uh, where can we learn more about Dead Center? We have a website. It's really lovely, and it is deadcenterfilm.org. Um, you can find out about the festival, all the other programs that we do year-round, and then we're always on social media. So Facebook, Twitter, we're constantly throwing things out to the world. So just follow us and good stuff like that. Awesome. What's your uh, Twitter handle? Dead Center. And that's it. That's it. And Okie Filmmakers, get your films in. Yeah. Ooh, okay, yeah. What's the deadline for the hard deadline for Dead Center is? Regular deadline is December 31st. Late deadline is February 22nd. And then when is the film festival? Festival is June 8th through 12th. And actually the 8th is um, what we call a kickoff party. So it's Wednesday night. It's usually a sponsor and fundraising party. The actual festival will then kick off on Thursday the 9th and go through the 12th. And it's awesome. Beautiful. Beautiful. So everyone, please come out to Dead City Film Festival. Submit your film first of all. But uh, even if you don't, you should totally buy an all-access pass, which is how much? Uh, they're $150 okay. and totally worth it. And what all do they get with that? So with an all-access pass, again, you get the priority seating to films as long as you're in line for a film 20 minutes before it starts. Um, and we also have about at least a dozen special events during the festival. And that's the only way that you can get into those special events. So Sarah's character of like the person that just goes to the parties, that person exists. Like they just get a pass to go to all the parties. Beautiful. And the parties are freaking awesome. Really they fun. are. They're pretty fun. I well, make fun of that person, but <laughs> that would be us. Yeah. Else. Right. If it could be, it would be. Except saying the movies are boring. The movies are not they're, boring. They're not. The movies are amazing. They they're are so, so good. good, and they keep getting better and better every year. Well, that's because of y'all. That, well, filmmakers, guys, thanks, filmmakers. You guys make up the programming, so. Well, and that's one consideration for Rocky filmmakers is that the pool is widening yearly. Right. You yeah. got to get better every year to stay up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you guys have anything else you'd like to say before we sign off? Oh, just thank you. Thank you. It's well, fun. Thanks for coming on and playing along and playing games with me. At it's a fun night. Thank you. Eight o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we sign off, I got to say, um, give a shout out to Walking Stick Design for our awesome logo. If you need a logo, T-shirt design, or any other graphics design work, contact Clint Walking Stick at four zero five six two seven one one nine three, or you can email him at clint at walkingstickdesign.com. You can also check out Okie Show Show's Facebook, Twitter, and uh, you can look at our website at prairiedogpictures.com. The uh, podcast is held on the blog site. Our Twitter handle is going to be at Okie Show Show, and we're also on Instagram as Okie Show Show. You can check us out all over the place. But um, thanks again for coming on, you guys. See y'all next time.